Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. What is popping? Your girl Breezy is back on the airwaves, chilling, doing what we do. Just got the 2020 NFL draft done. That means this is the start to a new season. So, with that being said, welcome. This is season two of Sports and Stilettos podcast episode number one and this is this is gonna be I hope I don't get too riled up but this is gonna be a very interesting episode so if you follow me on Twitter at your host underscore breezy you know what has been going on the last three days since since the draft started up until probably right now it's been a madhouse it's been absolutely crazy It's been hysterical, it has been frustrating, and I completely understand it. I get it. I get it. But if your name doesn't have GM of blah, 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 organization attached to it, don't, don't, don't talk to me like I don't know what I'm talking about, because we're in the same boat. So I just wanted to get that out of the way first, before we start this, uh, before we start and jump into the 2020 NFL season that I am super, super, super excited about because we haven't had any sports and this quarantine is driving me up a wall. I hate it. It needs to go away. I need to go outside. I need to watch live sports on TV and uh, and go back to my regular routine because this is just a mess. But anyway, enough with the rambling. Anyway, for anyone new who is joining the show for the first time, welcome. I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me ramble about the team that I love, the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, just for joining me on this on this 2020 ride. Like, um, we family now. So, hey, cousin, I need you to invite me to the cookouts whenever those start uh, back up. So, ah. <sighs> Wow. We made it, y'all. The draft is over. And here we are. Ten picks. And I'm only gonna talk about a few of them. I'm not gonna get in I'm not gonna get into every single one because I don't I I personally don't have enough time for that. But you know, I'm a I'm a I'ma keep it I'm gonna try to keep it short. But um Y'all know who I'm gonna go off about, so I'm gonna save that for last. Um, so really quick, uh, and these are in no particular order, like at all. So, um, the first group that I want to, that I want to talk about is the wide receivers that we drafted. So we technically drafted three wide receivers. These are more weapons for Carson Wentz. Um, they all have like crazy speed. It's ridiculous. They're all running like what four four forties like it's insane it's absolutely insane um but all three of these guys still have things within their game that they need to have developed and that's where Aaron Moorhead comes in he's gonna have his hands full like (laughs) with these three wide receivers that we drafted on top of making sure that JJ Arcega Whiteside doesn't take a million steps back 
he is he he going he he he's gonna get uh all of that money's worth all of it all of it and um you know we're gonna see uh we're gonna see what kind of things he can pull out of these kids because that's what ex-players that he's worked with have been raving about you know he knows exactly what he's doing he knows exactly what to pull out of you how to do it when to do it and um you know that's really that's really all us as fans can like really hope for you know somebody who is part of this coaching staff that knows exactly what they're doing and how to develop these players into amazing talents like that's it that's all that's really all that we want right so let's let's get into this first one so Jalen Rager he was picked at number 21 overall great pick I'm not upset about it at all at all I'm glad that we got a wide receiver um you know half of well not even half of my heart anymore because I'm over it but little piece of my heart still wishes we could have got cd lamb but um you know dallas is dallas is getting us back for uh jumping over them and getting dallas goddard so it is what it is um but i think that jalen rager fits this team very well based on what he did at t T wow tcu t or i'm sorry yeah tcu what am i i'm i'm tripping sorry y'all it's like one o'clock in the morning i'm doing this Anyway, um, like I said before, he's got a lot of speed. From the film that I've watched, he has pretty good ball tracking skills, which obviously is a plus because Carson loves to just chuck it up and I'm going to need you to track it and go get it uh, kind of thing. So he's got a, uh, a great quick change of direction, planting his foot turning, switching directions, putting the defenders on their ass, and um, and then turning on the Jets. Like, it's it's amazing. Honestly, it's amazing. Um, another thing that I really liked about him was that he's very, very hard to get on the ground. So the yak yardage for him, I I am hoping, is going to be a lot when he, when he starts uh, getting his reps and playing and, and doing all of that. I, I really think that He's going to be one of those players that, um, you know, we see we see a lot of him running through people. So that's what I'm hoping for. I also found out that after we made his pick, um, an NFL GM. I don't even honestly, I don't even know why GMs speak about other teams picks. And, And I have no idea who this GM is, but. He had told someone, media member or whatever, um, that Jalen was the worst pick of the draft. So if anybody out there is associated with the Philadelphia Eagles and can get to Jalen, play with a chip on your shoulder, bruh. Please. Prove everybody wrong. You know, we sat here and watched Doug Peterson get dragged, you know, once we hired him as a head coach. And look where we are now. Second year, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely insane. 
it's insane. So I expect nothing less uh, than greatness from Jalen. As long as he, as long as he, um, as long as he can correct the things that are wrong, like the drops, the inconsistency. Um, I also saw that he has a few issues with press coverage. If he can get, if, if, excuse me, if Aaron Moorhead can get him out of that box and, and really have him, excuse me, develop and, um, exceed in those areas and get better every single day and every single rep, then he's going to be insane on the outside. It's going to be insane. I just I want y'all to mark that down right now. Jalen is going to be a problem in the NFL. Let just just wait. Just wait. Just wait. So he was pick number 21. The next pick uh that I started looking at, John Hightower. Pick number 168, uh wide receiver out of Boise State. Crazy speed. Again, you know, I Howie was like in overdrive picking up these guys. So speed, he ran a 4-4-40. Watching his tape, he did a lot of end arounds. And I think he would be, you know, if obviously if Deshaun Jackson can't do it or doesn't want to do it, perfect player to run that stupid wide receiver. Um... Oh my gosh, why is it escaping me now? Uh, the wide receiver screen that always fails with everybody else. I think he's be I think he would be great for it. But he is another wide receiver that struggles with press coverage. So like I said, Aaron's gonna have his hands full with these guys. But it's not anything that can't be taught. So I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Quez Watkins, pick number 200 out of Southern Miss. Again, speed guy. He ran a 4 4 um, Goes up, 50-50 balls, great ball tracking skills. Uh, stop and go. A lot of his tape that I watched was a lot of stop and go and um, getting behind defenders and, and everything. And it was, it was great. It was great to watch. I can't wait to see what kinds of things um, he starts to perfect. It, I, I kept seeing that he's really raw. So he obviously has the tools to be very, very great in this league. It's just getting him developed to a certain extent. Well, not a certain extent, but polishing him to be better and working on techniques and, and things like that. So very, very happy with our wide receivers that we drafted um and I'm hoping that we get to see a lot of them once the world opens back up and we can start training camp and things like that and you know hopefully this doesn't interfere with preseason preseason is in August so I'm hoping that you know this all goes away and I can go to a preseason game or something anyway the person okay the person that I am absolutely floored and in love with from this draft is Kayvon Wallace. Pick number 127, safety out of Clemson, a freaking monster. 
You understand me? A monster. He is a dog out there. And it is amazing to watch. I, I don't I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. He literally can play anywhere. He's fast as all hell. He is great for blitzing off the edge. That is something that we have lacked. Uh, you know, obviously we know Jim Schwartz doesn't like to blitz because, you know, front four needs to get to the quarterback, whatever. But I would not be upset if Jim Schwartz started to blitz now that we have Kayvon Wallace. I would not be upset about that. I love watching him blitz. I do. It makes my heart hurt a little bit sometimes, but you know what? That's fine because I'm still here. It's all good. But, you know, I, <laughs> it's crazy. Listen to him talk in his, um, I guess, his press conference uh, via Zoom. Um, <laughs> he, he talked about durability. And he said the biggest jump that he had in his career so far was his junior to his senior year, which was him changing um, the way his diet is um, spiritually, mentally, getting mentally prepared for a season and, and just being in tune with himself. That speaks a lot like Malcolm Jenkins, why he's able to play at the level that he's played. Yeah, he's older, but it still speaks to the durability at the position. You know what I'm saying? You take care of your body. You could be in this league for a very, very long time. And I am so happy that he has figured it out. He knows what works for his body. And the rest is history. Football will take care of itself. And I can't wait to see him out there. I need uh, somebody. I need to get. I need to get a jersey. So if somebody listening to this, um, if I don't see it first when his number gets announced and his jersey gets released, I'm a need one. So, yeah. But another thing that I really like about Kayvon is how good he is getting off of the blocks. So, listening to uh, an analysis that uh, a few people were doing about him they showed tape on how he like literally throws these wide receivers around like ragdolls and I love it I love it he was told I guess I guess by his coach I I don't know but he was told that he better not let a wide receiver block him and hold him up at the line of scrimmage so he is on tape Tossing these wide receivers around like ragdolls, two, three yards off the line. And it is absolutely fantastic. You know, obviously different rules from, you know, from college to the NFL, but hey, you can still do it in the NFL. And I'm with it. Okay? I am with the shit. He is my he is my in love player of this year. I am, I'm just call me, just call me Breezy Wallace. We'll, we'll just leave it we'll just leave it at that um but he also has good hands uh pass breakups are are, are great um he has an eye for the ball and it, I think he's gonna be amazing to watch he's gonna be amazing to watch and he is all in and I love that uh next one linebacker from Colorado Davon yeah wow Davion Taylor there we go pick number 103 
Uh, one, <laughs> I just want to say that I am so happy that Howie decided to draft a linebacker. So, 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 so happy. Like, I have been talking about them not valuing this position at all, so I wouldn't be upset if they did not draft a, uh, a linebacker. But you know what? He did. And I am so happy. Thank you, Howie Roseman. Love you. Forever. Um, but I think he was a very, very solid pickup. Side to side, or blah. Sideline to sideline linebacker. He is fast. He is big. He's always around the ball. And honestly, you know, he's just like Wallace. He can play anywhere. But the one thing that stood out to me is his tackling. He is amazing in space. And honestly, just watching like, what, 15 minutes of tape of him tonight. Uh, He probably tackled more people in those 15 minutes than our linebackers and secondary tackled all of last year. So uh, that's a plus, right? Green light. That's that's really good. Um, But, you know, obviously get coached up, work on your technique, work on your mechanics, things like that. But the, the speed and the, the the hunger for the ball and being around the ball is not going to die. And that's something that I cannot wait to see live and in person. It's going to be great. Last linebacker that we took was Sean Bradley at a temple. Look at that. He don't even got to go nowhere. He don't got to move. He don't got to worry about finding a, an apartment, a hotel, nothing. Dog, you can stay home. That's it. You say come across the bridge. I don't know. I don't. I think you live in Jersey, but yo, come across the bridge. You already know what the field is looking like. You know, you good. You good. This is not an adjustment. You just switching jerseys, dog. All good. The one I I, I love. You know, y'all know that I'm a, I'm a defense girl. Love defense. Hard hits. I you know everything. Love it. This man is a hard hitter hard hitter I was reading some articles about him just to get a little bit more background information and a lot of people were saying that he came in what did he come in as he came in as some a a different position he played a different position once he got to college they moved him to linebacker and you know sometimes the coach would be like you know he he, he doesn't know what he's doing but he's gonna hit you hard you know hey that's fine with me Follow the ball, dog. Whoever has the ball, you hit them, and you hit them as hard as you possibly can. You know, don't take don't take them out or nothing, but, you know, let them know. You in Eagles country. We don't do that over here. Send a message. But, again, fast, 4-5 uh, in the 40, and um, solid pickup. Solid pickup. So, two linebackers uh, and a safety. I think how we address both sides of the ball very, very well. And um, it makes me happy. It really does. It really does. Now, we get to get to the nitty gritty, the controversy, the stuff that makes my blood boil. My blood has been boiling since, what time did the draft start yesterday? Or Friday night? Uh, Seven? My blood has probably been boiling since about 7.30 yesterday. And has not stopped. 
because this okay I'm gonna try to be nice about it because part of me is really over it but then another part of me is just like I just want to scream and hit people um I'm tired of talking to and arguing with people about Jalen Hurts and the decision to draft him in the second round I'm going to say this once on this podcast and I am not addressing it again so when you listen to this don't at me don't don't please because I'm over it just keep it to yourself okay <laughs> let's let's do that anyway um the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round at pick number 53 <sighs> I think at that point the world froze over or hell it was it was hell on earth pretty much for this entire fan base Nobody understood why Howie would draft a quarterback, and we have $100 million man Carson Wentz. I'm not going to lie. I was shocked. I didn't, I didn't really get it. But after a few minutes, I'm sitting there thinking like, all right, well, we know, we know Carson's history. Everybody needs a solid backup. Why not get someone as talented as Jalen Hurts? Why not? You know? I think he, I personally think he was a great, is a great insurance policy for Carson Wentz. Now, I'm just going to read something. These are the things that I do not want to hear after this podcast airs. Jalen Hurts should be a starter. We know. Why do you think he entered the draft? We know he is a starting. We know that he has the tools to be a starting quarterback in this league. We know that. We watched what he did at Oklahoma. We know. But not every quarterback that enters the draft is NFL starter ready on day one. It, it doesn't happen for everybody. It doesn't. So stop saying it. Okay? Um, Eagles are going to trade Wentz. Wentz is not going anywhere. We just paid this man a hundred and some odd million dollars. He is now here for another six or seven years. He is not going anywhere. So stop with that bullshit. Because I'm tired of that. Y'all done already tried to trade away Zach Earth. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Stop. It's BS. Just because you draft a quarterback doesn't mean you got to get rid of the man that you just literally just paid $100 million to. You don't need to do all that. Stop being weird. He would have been there. We didn't have to draft him at 53. He could have been there in the third round. We don't know that. You see how unpredictable that first round was? That was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And nobody in the top 10 of that draft traded out. Nobody. 
So there was no guarantee that Jalen Hurts was going to be there in the third round once the Eagles came back on the clock. There was no, there was no guarantee. So why risk it? Pick them up now. Call it a day. Now you can focus on everything else. Which brings me to my next point. Stop complaining that we took the man in the second round. Stop. You complain about a second round pick, but you know, what like what? Is it is is him being drafted in the third just gonna change the fact that you drafted a quarterback? No. It's not. Howie Roseman did what was best for this organization. He even came out and said, I talked to Carson Wentz about it. He is on board. Why why is everybody else questioning this? Y'all weren't on the phone with how he called Carson. Y'all don't know how Carson feels about it. And Carson ain't going to tell y'all how he feels about it, even if he does feel a type of way. He's not going to do that. You know why? Because Jalen Hurts is now an eagle. And it's Carson Wentz's job to make sure that Jalen soaks up as much information as possible to to become the best quarterback that he can be, no matter the organization that he's in. No matter what. Drafting Jalen Hurts is going to create controversy in the locker room. Carson Wentz is going to have PTSD again because of what happened with Nick Foles. Stop it. There is no quarterback controversy. That's BS. It's quarterback controversy when you have to worry that your star, Pro Bowl, almost league MVP quarterback is on the ropes. Carson Wentz ain't on the ropes. He's not on the ropes. And I damn sure ain't trusting Nate Sudfeld to back up Carson Wentz. You need him to run um, the damn scout team. Here. Give Nate thousands, or I'm sorry, (laughs) a thousand, um, you know, a million dollars, $1.5 million, run the scout team. Hold that clipboard. Do that. Nate Sudfeld has been here for how many years? Three or four now? It's ridiculous. And every year he's hurt. I do not trust him. I would rather have Jalen Hurts stepping in if Carson Wentz has to come off of the field for a breather, if we're blowing teams out and Jalen gets to take over in the fourth quarter. I'd rather have someone who is more like Carson Wentz than like Nate Sudfeld. Period. And Carson doesn't have PTSD. Stop. Leave that man alone. Because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have gotten to the position that we were in when Nick Foles did take over and take us to the Super Bowl. We wouldn't have been there without Carson. So stop. He ain't got PTSD. This is his team. And everybody knows it. So dead that conversation. Um. Oh, this is a fun one. I've gotten this one all day. 
I would rather sign a veteran quarterback who knows what he's doing than to sign or to dra- than to draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Every single person who has said that to me cannot give me one veteran quarterback's name that you would want here backing up Carson Wentz. Because you know why? Everybody is old. Everybody is old. So I'm done. Stop talking to me about backup quarterbacks. We have Jalen Hurts. Period. Done. End of discussion. Now let's switch to the bigger picture here. The bigger picture. Down the road. Whatever you want to call it. Jalen Hurts is a solid addition to this team. Solid. He's a great talent. He is the perfect insurance policy. And to me, he's very, very similar to how Carson Wentz runs the offense. He's very similar. I mean, that's that's just my opinion. Don't at me about it. Okay? Please don't. Anyway, um... I got this, I actually got this next thing from Mike Garofolo, and he pretty much said that having a rookie backup is a cheaper option and a better option than going out and signing a veteran or a veteran wide receiver. My God, my brain is just not working today. Rather than going out and signing a veteran quarterback. The Eagles have about 27 million-ish dollars of cap space left. Okay. About that. Jalen Hurts on a four-year deal. The entire the total value of his deal is about six million. Okay? He has a base salary of $1.1 million, and that's including his signing bonus. $1.1 million for a backup quarterback. Sign me up. Sign me up. Because now that you solidified the position behind Carson Wentz, you can now use that $27 million to go fill other holes. Wow, look at that. We can all do math. This is great. I, yeah, I'm going to just leave it at that because I could go off on a tangent. I don't want to do that because that's going to make this thing too long. Anyway, um, yeah, $27 million roughly now you can go out and you can spend a little bit more money to do this over here that over there make a trade cut someone pick up somebody else do whatever you you have more freedom to do some of the other things that you want to do before the season starts or prior to the trade deadline because you now have a insurance policy to Carson Wentz you took care of the quarterback, which, like Howie Roseman said, is the most important position on this team. Jalen Hurts is a high-character leader. He's a dual threat. He is able to pick apart defenses once when he does his homework. You know, sometimes he doesn't always do his homework, but, you know, we'll leave it at that. He is an efficient passer. He is 
Um, he's great outside of the pocket. Uh, he's very good with making off-balance throws. And he has a winner mentality. Who does that remind you of, guys? Oh, I know, I know, I know. Carson Wentz. A uh, duh. Duh, come on, come on. Jalen Hurts rushed for 13, rushed, okay, rushed for 1,300 yards and 20 touchdowns. That's insane. That's, that's running back material right there. And then he passed for 3,800 yards, 32 touchdowns and eight interceptions. I don't understand how how this man could possibly cause this much of an issue within a fan base. I don't get it. I don't get it because that's an asset to me. The perfect asset. Because he's literally a clone of my quarterback. Literally. So... I don't, I don't have any issues with bringing him in here, developing him, getting him polished, and maybe moving on from him in three years. I'm okay with that. I am. I'm okay if, if Carson wants to take a breather, he doesn't have to turn beat red to get back onto the field. If Carson wants to take a breather... The offense should not skip a beat with Jalen. Shouldn't. So, stop. Get, get, get your panties out of a bunch. We're good. We're good. Y'all need to look at the bigger picture. Look at what is happening down the line. I, I, am, I am in no way, shape, or form saying that Carson Wentz is going to get hurt. I would never in a million years wish that someone would get hurt doing something that they love. Never. But it does not hurt to have an insurance policy. It doesn't. When you have an insurance policy, you're taking care of the kids. You're taking care of the house. You're taking care of the bills. All of that. Nothing skips a beat when the insurance policy is in effect. Period. So I'm excited. I can't wait for Jalen Hurts to get here. Um, you know, overall, I, I think that Howie Rose... I, I'll give Howie Roseman a B on this draft just because... He addressed a lot of needs that this team had. He may not have did it in the way that everybody wanted him to, because how you know how he's a rebel, whatever. But he got it done. He got it done, and you can't change where people get drafted. It is over now. Suck it up. And accept this man coming to Philadelphia with open arms like we do everybody else. Everybody else. Howie, like Howie, 
always says he did what was best for the organization. He prioritized his quarterback. And probably because he knew, like, like, you know, he knew we weren't surviving with um, Nate Sudfeld. But he prioritized his quarterback. And the goal of the organization is to win championships. Plural. So why not bring in the best available talent, no matter the position, no matter what round they get drafted in, no matter what pick they get picked at? At the end of the day, if you are an asset to this football team, come on in. Come on. Because this is the Philadelphia Eagles. This isn't this isn't the Carson Wentz show. This isn't the Jalen Hurts show. This isn't the Jalen Rager show. This isn't the the Jim Schwartz show. It's no one individual person. Everybody that comes into this organization brings something special. And you know what? When that special starts to click and you start seeing it on the field and in practice and, and all this and that, y'all going to be, ooh, y'all going to get on my nerves. Because y'all going to be so mushy and so back in love with the team again. I never doubted, never doubted how he owes me. Every, there was a petition to get this man fired that I saw this morning. All because he drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. Y'all are wild. You hear me? Wow. It's crazy. But you know what? He went on that spree. He picked up all of these wide receivers in the late rounds. He turned like two picks into like six and picked up Marcus Goodwin from the 49ers. You cannot tell me this man wasn't working his magic. You can't. He traded up and he got Carson Wentz, our our quarterback of the future. The next year, he put together a roster for this team that won us a championship. And now he's trying to do it again. He's trying to do it again. It may not be conventional. It may not be, you know, cookie cutter. What person in, in Philadelphia or who is a Philadelphia Eagles fan is cookie cutter? Please point them out to me. Because none of us are. We do things and it is what it is. How he knows how this city gets, he knows. He ain't dumb. But he also has to put the organization first. So, back up off my man's Howie. Leave him alone. And look forward to a wonderful 2020 NFL season. Because this shit about to get real good. It's about to get real good. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Let's just hope Corona decides that she wants to leave. Because um, I'd really, like I said before, I I would really like to go outside. But, um, yeah. So, that concludes the first episode of season two of Sports and Stilettos podcast, y'all. We made it. Ew. Um, (laughs) uh, Like I said before, if you are new and you do not follow me on Twitter, make sure you follow me at your host underscore breezy 
You can follow me on Instagram at Sports and Stilettos Podcast. Um, make sure you like, rate, uh, leave a review for me. Let me know what you think. You could always send me something on Twitter. But if you leave a review for me, um, I'll do a mailbag episode. We can just go through all of that and um, make an episode out of it. Whatever. Um, but yeah, glad to be back. Sorry it took so long. Last episode was like in February, so my bad. Um, but yeah, we getting back into the swing of things. Um, this is gonna this is gonna be a great season, y'all. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it. So yeah, holla at your girl. Let me know what you think in the episode, and um, I'll let y'all know when I. When the next one's coming out, (laughs) since there's really nothing for us to talk about right now, um, yeah, we'll go from there. So I need to go to sleep now. So until next time, everybody, peace and love.